color. We are a lot of things. Um, we have a special guest, Thomas Marge, with us. All the girls are here. Have some fun with some sass and shade. Um, we have lots to talk about. We're going to be talking about, you know, K-pop. We're going to be talking about Kylie Minogue. We're talking about Christmas. We're going to be talking about the music of the decade. We've got a lot in store for you. Oh, and Kamala Harris. Can't forget about her. So stay tuned. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hey everybody! Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're a little. Oh, hold on. I feel like you're me on my mic three, four. Right here. Can you hear me? Oh, um, I mean, I can't, oh, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. I can, uh, uh, like try that mic real quick. Sorry, sorry, guys, we're having a little technical difficulties. Hi. Hello. Oh, oh there you are. That's hot. That's yep. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we're using that mic. I'm coming over there. Yeah, you're gonna be sharing. Hi. Say hi to, hi to happy people. Hi, happy people. Hi. So we have a very fun show. We have a special guest, Thomas Mars. He's here. He's yes, yes, yes. And of course, Sadu's here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Duran is running around. He will be back here momentarily. Yes. Um, so we're going to start off with the music of the week. Um, I, you know, since we have an Aussie with us, I picked him. Kylie tracks to highlight, you know, the loveliness. Um, oh, how typical! <laughs> how dare he? Well, so pick some Olivia Newton-John. Oh, that's oh. A Danny Minogue. Well, actually, we have a Danny Minogue song with, like, we have a, we have a duet. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the first one's actually a track. Um, it's with Jennifer, the French singer. It's called Un Oublié La Reste with Kylie. Um, it just came out like maybe like a month ago, two months ago, maybe. Mm, okay. So it's kind of cute. And then um, we're gonna go into a K-pop song. Actually, um, we've talked about this i think two weeks ago um a k-pop singer recently committed suicide and so it is like her last song so i just want to play that as well although it's a okay. japanese track but you know we're gonna do that so uh you're listening to queer state of mind radio free brooklyn we'll be back in a moment
inappropriate conversation which we would not have on air <laughs> we shall not indeed um so yeah that was uh jennifer and kylie minogue and then the following song was hara well hara her name's guhara um she's a k-pop singer she just passed away yeah i heard about a few weeks that ago. um yeah so i mean i'm like i'm a big fan of, i was a big fan of her because like i thought she had so much potential so that's why i was like we need to talk about her um she committed suicide like yeah maybe three weeks ago after a tour so she like had like she like toured around Japan and then like went back home and killed herself. So, why is that? What? Why do you think? So yeah. yeah so because there's a lot of bullying going on. So like a lot of social media bullying. So there's also this thing. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I can't remember the exact name of it, but there's this like whole concept where um, Korean men will film themselves having sex with women and then like send the video out, like revenge porn. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like a thing that guys do. And there's like a huge like. Um, they were like a, it was like a K-pop thing, like K-pop ring, where like all the K-pop guys were like doing it to each other and like sending videos of them fucking other girls without the women's consent, and like like couple girls already killed themselves already over it. I mean, look, uh, I'm not about that lesbian porn because I've seen them K-pop men. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, with those men. Right. I'm like hair. all them. Went, well, that's crazy though. Yeah. So yeah, and she also she did have a previous suicide attempt back in May. So she's been kind of mentally yeah, not there, yeah, and she probably just, shouldn't be in the business. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have the support that she needed. I mean, and she's been in the game since, like, early 2000s. Like, she was part of a group. Okay. Like, she was part of a girl group, but, you know, girl group for, like, you know. But yeah, 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 yeah. And then K-pop. she went solo, and, uh, yeah, she uh, killed herself. And, like, her best friend, like, committed suicide, like, two weeks prior. So it was. Jesus. Yeah. For the same reason? Uh, similar reasons, yeah. Like So, like, she was, like, a feminist and, like, an activist, and, like, she was all about, like, letting women, like, she was like active, like not activate. She was like saying like women shouldn't have to wear bras, and like she got so much shit for it. And it's really interesting to me how like people have really put their esteem on social media. Mm-hmm. It's very strange to me. It's like I, I, I don't get it. I was yeah. like you're bullying you online. I'm just like I I just turn off my computer. Right. Like that's that's me. But right. I'm from a whole different mindset. Well, yeah. I mean, I just don't get like. I mean, yeah. Like I don't. You know, you obviously you see celebrities like on their Twitter and like people yeah, are just yeah, yeah. like responding like, you know, all these like hateful stuff. And it's like, well, why are you even reading it? Or like, I don't get like how why the you mentality of, yeah, of actually letting fun. somebody who's a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Like you, you don't know. I think okay. that if you're in that position, it's natural to it's natural to want to see what other people are saying about you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would do that. Yeah. But like to like drive it to like get you to kill yourself. Like that's the thing, I guess. Like I'd be curious to be like, oh, that's what's on my feet. Yeah, the mentality right? of like, like uh, the concept of somebody being able to bully me through uh, something that I don't have to look at. It's just a whole yeah. interesting concept to me. Yeah. I, you know, uh, but I yeah, I, I don't quite get it. Like I just, I, I, I can't fathom it. I guess because I never had to deal with it, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I want to know what people think of me. I mean, that's something that I've been doing for all my life. But like, that should be like, oh shit, like this random person I don't know, like, gonna drive me to kill myself. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that's, that's something I just don't quite get. Yeah. 
but I hope I don't get it. I hope I don't either. So not, not in a you know in right. a disrespectful way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, rest in peace, Hada. Rest in peace. You know, like your your music will live on as long as it's on Spotify or Apple Music. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, on to somewhere happy. Well, I guess it's not really happy. Yeah, it's kind of happy. Um, well, actually, she's not happy at all. So Kamala Harris ended her presidential bid. Yeah. Speaking of K's. Why? <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. Why does she, do you have an idea as to why she did that? She ran out of money, basically. Like, she, she couldn't maintain um, her campaign through, because, like, you know, like, the primaries are, like, the caucus, the caucuses? No, the caucuses, shit. The primaries aren't until, like, another, like, for another, like, five, like, another, like, three or four months. So yeah. It's like she was already running out of money, and she was having a problem fundraising. It was so. very, like, yeah. abrupt. Yeah, and also like there's been like rumors of like infighting and there's like general like issues with her campaign, like just because like her sister runs it, so there's been some issues. So I mean that's that's part of it, but it was also just like she just ran out of money. Meanwhile, you have people like Bloomberg being like, I'm just gonna like throw a hundred million dollars in ads and just see well, what he also has a lot of money yeah, in that sense. So yeah. you know, he has a lot of his own money, so mm-hmm. that's why he's able to do things like that. Yeah, I mean, there's like basically this whole. Um, like just this whole concept of like you know, as a black woman, like what she just not able to raise the money because like it's just harder. It's like because of sexism and racism, it just makes that much harder for her to like raise money. Hey, I like your I like your sweatshirt. We're sharing today because the yeah. other mic's not working. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hey, girl. So um, yeah. So it made it really sad because like now we only have we have no women of color. We have two. Oh, it's in my bag. Um, we have two. Um, Two people of color, but neither of them have made it to the debate stage yet. So Cory Booker and Julian Castro. But now we just have like. Are they like good candidates though? Like, I mean, in your two. opinion. I mean, I think Cory Booker has some really good ideas. I, I mean, I don't think he should be president, but I like. He <laughs> would be a good cabinet member. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So gotcha. who is still in the running? So we have we have uh, Biden, Warren, Buttigieg, uh, Sanders. Um, Tom Steyer, for some god awful reason. Um, Tulsi Gabbard, also god awful reason. Don't know why. Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Marianne Williamson is still there. She's a psychic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's still in the running. She's still wow. Running, but she hasn't been on the stage in like months. Like, but I'm, she still has money for her campaign. Yeah, yeah. It's all those books. Everyone's like the secret and shit. Everyone's like so happy. It's the crystals. It really is. Put them in your. Java <laughs> JJ. But she has some good ideas. I mean, I'm like apparently her books are really good. I don't, Does she write like self help books? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're all just like you know, like you know, um, manifesting what you want to have happen, and just like she's trying to manifest oh, becoming yeah. president. Exactly. She's like, if I just believe hard enough, I'll become president. Well, good for her. I well, mean, look, Donald she, Trump did it, y'all. So I mean, you get just think about it. You have someone said that to you like years and years ago, like you got a girl, really? Right, right, right. Look no. what happened. I mean, and it was like a this, that was a long game too. Like he's been talking about this for like like thirty some years. Yeah. yeah. So. Let's see what happens if you just put your mind to it. In thirty years, you could be president too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be fucked. I'd be like, um. Can you imagine? So, uh, what you, what do you need me to do? <laughs> right, right. Understand right. something? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. But yeah, so is that? I, think that's, I mean, I, th- I think it might be like two people left. But I mean, those are they're so low on the totem pole that I yeah. have no idea they are. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I yeah. just don't know. But there's another debate coming up in a couple of weeks, I think. So. Mm, interesting. Yeah, and so far only six candidates have like qualified for it, and they're all like old white people, of course. So, we'll find out. What you going to do? I mean, just kind of you know pray for the best. Um, speaking of praying for the best, um, 
I mean, it's kind of a quick update, but like the impeachment process, the proceedings are going forward. So Nancy oh. Pelosi announced I'm, yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. That um, they're going to draft the articles of impeachment in the House and vote on it. So super exciting. And then that's goes to the Senate. And, and, and what are they trying to impeach Donald Trump for? Um, they're going to impeach him for um, basically it's like bribery, I guess. Like I, I think that's what it comes down to. Because like, yeah. over that Ukraine call, over the quid, the pri, the quid, quo, quid, quid pro, pro quo. quo. <laughs> Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. That's a good yeah. yeah, so basically I'm pitching over that for the whole Ukraine like call. But that was a recent thing, right? Yeah, it was at July. It was like July. Yeah, wow. July twenty fifth, I think the date. I feel like the date. Yeah, it was in July. Yeah. It's sometime in July. Yeah, and like I, I, at one point I think um It was trying to trade aid for mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. on like the Biden's Biden. Yeah. Yeah, and there was like once I think there was even talk of maybe you're trying to bring in some of the stuff from Mueller's investigation, but I think they're probably going to keep it isolated to just a July twenty fifth call. Yeah, I mean that's a typical businessman trick. Yeah, so let's trade something. Yeah, no, it's, it's messed up. But um, I think apparently I think the, like they still need like if all the Democrats vote like in the Senate like vote to impeach him, they still need like twenty Republicans to also do it in order to actually fully remove him. Right. And so I think they're like working on that now, trying to like. Like who's gonna be the ones? Is it gonna be the like the senators who like are like terming like you know not running anymore? Is it gonna be like Susan Collins? And they're like probably not because she's a she's a punk ass. Um, I was gonna say bitch, but I don't want you know I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> well, you I just said that bitch, man. Also, but I said punk ass. Yeah. Also, I just noticed you? your jacket that it has like it has a picture of you and it has your name on it. It does. That's amazing. This was an army jacket. I got it around the block at the vintage store. I don't like wearing flags. I don't. Doesn't matter what country they're from. Um, but I really like the jacket, so I took the flag off and replaced it with an embroidered photo of myself. Nice. Remove yeah. like, nice. the flag and put on a bag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So uh, you know, I'm sure I'll offend people by doing that, but whatever. You, I like it. Thank it's you. Like, like Lieutenant Mars. Like you yeah. Know? That was the that was the idea. Thank oh, you. the cocktails are coming out. Yeah, so um, our cocktail choice for this first day is cucumber lime vodka and coconut water with pineapple. Yes, yes, love that. So, Thank you. Yeah, it's like Thank very you. tropical. Kind of brings you back to summer, even though it's like thirty degrees outside. Thank you so much, dear. Appreciate you. Oh my Jesus! What else is going on, girl? Um, let's this gum here. Okay, let's do some. Okay, so I think um, so. P, like Pete Buttigieg was, uh, oh God, okay. he's trash. Um, B- Buttigieg, that's B- how you... Yeah, Buttigieg, boot edge edge, butt edge. I, I never knew how to pronounce that. It's terrible. I, well, it's not. It's a girl. Let's call him girl. <laughs> Just call him girl. Just yeah. call him Petey boy. Um, <laughs> so, um, so like he was on video in like 2011. He was like, on a round table where he basically said that um, the reason why like blacks don't... Like, actually, let me figure out exactly what the quote is. Let me see where it is. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. He said kids from lower income minority neighborhoods don't have someone they know personally who testifies to the value of education. What's Girl. he basing that on? That, that, that's, exactly. that's, you, you tell me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just like a bullshit lie that like people try to tell themselves about like, you know, education gaps. And it's like an achievement gap. And it's like, no, like we no. there's like institutional racism. There's like like systems, right. systemic issues for the reason why there's an achievement gap. It has nothing to do with the fact that like. They don't have role models. Like, you know, I had role models, but like, I, I mean, I struggle too, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. No, come on, tell me. Tell me. No, no, that's true. I mean, it's true. No, it's just, like, I wasn't ready for it. Okay, okay. But what's, what are you looking at? Like, we all have a lot of people who, like, you know, are very, very um, 
who have great role models, but you know, didn't turn out the way they should. And then we have people who quote unquote didn't have role models who turned out fine. Exactly. So I don't think that's based on anything like they don't have positive. A lot of people you were here who come out of those neighborhoods, those things that are happening in those neighborhoods, what makes them want to want to do what they do mm-hmm. to be more educated. So it's weird. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing to do like, you know, it wasn't lack of lack of um, of role models that like, you know, either help me succeed or not. It was like teachers telling me, no, you don't you shouldn't be in that class. Right. Right. Cause like, cause like I'm black and I was like, no, like I'm a, I want, I want a rigorous like academic like challenge. Like I'm going to like try out for this class. And I'm glad I did because a lot of people just don't believe in children of color and like right. achieving themselves and like right. pushing themselves. So like, yeah, people are just, it's bullshit. The thing is you just uh, do what you're supposed to do and what, you know, they think you're supposed to be yeah, doing I in mean, essence. Like, like, let me, let me be a mediocre white man and just like achieve anything. <sighs> you will be able to achieve everything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like, I, like, like, like after reading this, like, I mean, I, obviously this was like eight years ago, but like, even his response to it just hasn't really been that great either. Like, I just, I, I just don't like people to judge. He's like a robot, and I just don't. So like has him. he has he been asked about that quote recently? Um, pre, yeah. So he actually like had a, an interview with the author of this particular article. So it was in the Root, by the way. So it was Michael Harriet. He oh, wrote in the Root. It in okay. the root. Yeah, and. Um, after this all happened, he actually had like a phone call with him, and like Michael Harriet was still like, "You're full of shit." <laughs> He's like, "You still said this, and this is bullshit." Um, so I mean, I think it's probably going to come up again, but like, I don't know. Let's be like, everything like I, I like Pete Buttigieg is a law cabin Republican, and I'm don't feel safe with him. Is he really? I mean, he basically. I mean, pretty much. Pretty no. much. I mean, he's very like he's very moderate. Like, and also like, the whole like. Like the way he's handled like the gun violence in the city, like and just his whole policy in life. I'm just like I don't like just because you're gay doesn't mean I need to trust. I guess support you. No, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And like looking at the track record, I, someone had posted something about why people have been, um, kind of like standoffish to him and certain certain people. And I said like especially people of color. I said it's not because he's gay. It's because we've been saying these things for a very long time mm-hmm. and no one no one listens. Right. But as soon as a white person says it, then it's true. Right. And it's almost like, wait a minute. And I just think it's like acknowledging stuff like that for people. Don't be like, yeah, you know what? I didn't do a good job with my uh, African-American constituents. Right. Oh, did I read her last week on the on air? I think you did, actually. <laughs> well, you mean in a couple weeks? <laughs> no, it was last week. It was actually last week's episode? It was Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. You did. So tune into that. It's on the archive on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Queer State of Mind. If you want to cite the archive or in our best of hits possible. When I was editing that episode, I was snickering. I was like, well, girl, See this is what I sound like when I go off on air? See, this is what happens when we drink rosé. So we have a thing. So whenever we drink rosé oh, on the God. air, we get really messy somehow. We don't know how. They get very messy. Like, we've drank full-on tequila on air. And that jangled tequila, too. Ugh. Ugh, terrible tequila. Um, but, like, they've never been, like, messy. But whenever they drink wine, they just get real We're messy, mouthy. but it's fine it's, with it's, tequila. Wow. Well, but it gets really messy, like, sloppy yeah. on the air. With wine. I'm like, <laughs> wine. You're like, nah. Well, I guess I got to bring wine in next week, right? Yeah, please. It's like it's funny, though, because we just get, like, we just get not angry. We just get really, yeah, we're just like, You get angry. <laughs> I get angry. Well, angry. maybe a little bit. I don't I mean, know. I'm just annoyed looking at them act crazy. Wait, is that the episode when y'all had a fight? Uh, <laughs> no, you, no. Wine that 
The episode she fought me, bitch. <laughs> Let's get that right. I don't know. I don't know what we were drinking. But I want to. I don't know if that episode from like I'll do what I want happened this year or last year. I think it was last year. Okay, it was last year because the promo came out at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. So okay. I, think, I think all the stuff from the promo is actually from last year. Oh yeah. So be a new promo. By the way, if you're looking for an intern, if you're looking to you know not make any money but help us out, don't do it. QSOMNYC <laughs> no, at gmail.com. Yeah. No. Come on over. Very nice people. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, I just felt triggered. I can't, I can't set somebody up like that. I mean, like, <gasps> if, but it'd be, they'll be working for you, and do you know how to treat them? Exactly, unless you shoot my trash. No, oh, it's, it's not. It's not that. I just, <laughs> I don't like people doing work and they don't get paid for it. I think interning is is a scam. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I agree, absolutely. Yeah, I'm over it. And it should be illegal. She's scarred. I think so. You should get paid for it. I think it, it probably is illegal. It pro- I mean, I think in some cases it probably is. Yeah, especially if you like work too many hours and you're like, or how about just like. Maybe we could like find a way to get someone college credit. That could count, right? Be like, come and be an intern. I think they do do that, but that's right? that's the point. It's supposed to be cool. Yeah. It's supposed to be, but I think sometimes mm. it's not. Or like, we'll f- we'll pay you in booze. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. Yeah. I like, yeah, right. That's what type of booze? Though? Like, what what we're talking about here? We don't want that pinnacle vodka, bitch. I don't want that. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something little. You, know. you should be able to pick. You should be able to pick. Like, do I want it in like good rosé, good you know vodka, yeah, bourbon, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. you're drinking to, or a mix. Oh, or a mix, a little mix, like, if you will. If, if <laughs> they were my top artists in 2019, they were. They were. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna. Janet Jackson was up the decade. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. We'll talk yeah. about the next hour, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yes, I I can't wait to go through this because I think it's gonna be a really fun exercise. Yeah. Um. Actually, let's go into the music break when we, so we can drink some more liquor and then. Yes. Um. So. See what's going on with this mic over here. Yes. Figure it out. Oh, she dead, honey. I think she might not be on or something. Oh, that's late. Um. So. We are doing a music break that's all Kylie Christmas music. Because, you know, tis the season. What? Uh, well, how's her? <laughs> I don't trust her. I know, bitch. I just, uh, Ky- <laughs> you know, Christmas music to me, I don't like it, but girl, is it? Is that, oh, God, no. Yeah, we talked about that on a feature episode, too. Mm, so. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Christmas music fan at all. Oh, really? But I. Of course, I love Kylie. Kylie's Christmas yeah. album. I mean, oh, it's, 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 dude, that's your woman. <laughs> yeah, that's your queen. It's, hey, listen, it's the only month we play Christmas music, guys. Like, let's just chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is from the Kylie Christmas Snow Queen edition. Yeah, that's a real album. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that your nickname? <laughs> oh, shit. I walked into that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I saw that on the rundown. I was just like, I'm not going to be the girl to do it because I do it too much. Yeah, right. So I'll, thank I'll, you. I'm going to just leave it alone. Thank you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Okay, on that note. Okay, so we're doing wonderful. It, it actually sounds so much better coming from, from you. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it's refreshing, if you will. <laughs> so we're doing wonderful Christmas time with Mika. Uh, oh, wait. wait. What, what's the music, actually? It's At Christmas and then 100 Degrees with Danny Minogue. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back in a moment.
You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yay, look at this and all that beautiful Kylie. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think? It was Kylie. I mean, it just it sounds like her. I it mean, it's, like it's, it's it like there's, like there's nothing like <laughs> there's nothing more, nothing less to say about it. Like mm-hmm. that's that's her. That's Kylie. No, like 100 degrees. I was like, all right, all right, disco. I could hear that at the club. Probably yeah, did at she, some point. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thomas. Hi. Hi. Tell us about yourself. Well, what do you want to know? Well, okay. So, uh, well, <clears throat> well, Thomas is an artist. Tell us about like. Well, so I met you. Three, no, three years ago? Two years ago? You have a weird concept of time. It was probably like a year and a half ago. Shut the fuck up. Was it really? <laughs> you let me yeah. Out? You better read her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It feels, like, it feels like forever, though. Yeah, it does feel like forever. Yeah. I mean, that's, we were like just bonded like that. We're, like, mm-hmm. we're golden like that. We are golden. So, and you, have in, you, you were involved in an art project where you are... Actually, explain, explain our circumstances for how we met. Yes. So, uh, what... I'm trying to think if I want to do the long story, the medium story, or the short story. Yeah. Let's go with the medium. Okay, medium's good. Um, so I've been, uh, I've, been, I've been living in New York for seven years. Um, I uh, exhibited a, a series in 2016, which was very introspective, and very much all about me and you know, emotions and feelings, whatever, right? And then I wanted to branch out, uh, so I started working on a project which was based around the... Uh, FDA blood regulations on queer people, right? So, um, all of us in this room would not allowed to be uh, would not be able to donate blood um, based on our uh, lifestyle mm-hmm. and sexuality. Um, so, I was working on a project uh, which kind of slowly evolved into this series called Sad Boys, and um, uh, essentially, it's a series of ninety nine paintings, nine by twelve inches. Each one is a cum shot from an individual person mm-hmm. um, that has been colored in with blood, which is from me. Uh, so it's designed to be like a collaborative uh, project. Uh, every, single, every single piece is different. Every single piece means something different to the individual. And it's more about the collective story rather than just my own. Mm. Um, and that's how I met you. I yes. asked you to participate. Yes. And you said yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the rest is history. I'm, so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta go back. Gotta rewind a little bit here. So, I just have two questions. All right. So the series was called um, the ex- exhibition. Sad, sad boys. Sad boys. Mm-hmm. So so there was a picture taken of people like during orgasm or something. No, it's not a picture. Okay. It's a. Uh, it's a painting, right? So yeah. someone who is participating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they shoot onto, what, you know, they come onto a piece of paper that's lying flat, it's a watercolor paper. Yeah. And then when it's wet, I use a little paintbrush and I use blood, which I had drawn from my body, and I color it in. Let me show you. So... Pretty much, you're telling me there's a painting with your blood and Micah's cum on it. Yes, yeah. it exists. <laughs> yes. well, that sounds like the Antichrist to me. 
No, no, no. I mean, no, no. Kind this, of. This, no, no, it's just not that. It's just, this I'm, is. I'm joking. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. This is this is baby. Hmm. Oh. I should have brought it in with me. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> I just the whole my head is just now like oh my god, she is. What is my sister? Something. (laughs) That's interesting. That's interesting. Some great work. I mean, I I know like it's like you can. I wasn't ready. You've done the couples and like you've done like. Well, not not really. It's it's mostly just individuals. Um, I started it actually about two years ago. Um, Takes a lot of work because when I first started it, had the idea. It was kind of based on Jackson Pollock. Anyone who Jackson Pollock is paint splatters and uh, I'm not going to go into the full picture but I, I got the inspiration from seeing a cum shot and I thought oh that looks like Jackson Pollock um, so I wanted to queerify that um, and that's kind of where I got the idea from um, actually I live I really do. Yeah. I mean, and I think also, like, you know, since World AIDS Day, like, literally was just last week, I mean, I think it's, like, really fitting that, like, you know, we still have these these regulations where, like, even now, we can donate blood if we ever had sex for a year. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And, and a lot of people think that those regulations were lifted uh, because they were changed in 2015. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were changed in 2015. So they changed from a lifetime ban to a 12-month. Uh, so you have to be uh, celibate mm-hmm. or at least not have any kind of sexual contact with a man in the last 12 months. And I mean, how many people do you know that are going to A, do that so they can donate blood? Mm-hmm. And B, um, I mean, how many people do you know that are celibate for 12 months? Duran? <laughs> well, and that's not, and I'm not, not now. And, and the point is not to, you know, it, it's really just, there's no, it, there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason why it should exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's astounding how how many people, or including people in the medical industry, are not aware of it. Mm, really? Astounding. Yeah, like my doctor, I well, I don't go to there anymore, but I, I used to go to Aperture, mm-hmm. which is primarily serves, uh, you know, LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Uh, my doctor wasn't even aware of it. Um, wow. And and the, the overarching theme is of the the project is to like reclaim these two bodily fluids that are so associated with death right yeah mm-hmm. um, oh, oh yeah i get it and, get and turn it. it into something that's like celebratory and like a cum shot is like a moment of joy right right but when you look at it out of context it looks like a blood splatter so it looks like some kind of horrible situation mm-hmm. has happened right mm-hmm. so that's yeah. so fascinating i mean and even that too like mean like the associated with like for, for queer man it's like it's death but like those things are required for life like, exactly blood is life-giving mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is is that it's not to say that we all want to race out and donate blood and you know because i think that there's a lot of um you know people who go out and donate blood they put it on instagram it's all very mm-hmm. like for lack of a better word, like masturbatory, like look how much of a great person I am. And that's not the point. It's not that we want to go out and like race out and donate blood and save lives and feel really great about ourselves. It's that, um, you know, we, this, this regulation continues to reinforce stigma mm-hmm. around our community, regardless of um, what our status is. Um, and, and yeah. Wow. That's great. Do you have any questions? I do not. Oh, you don't. He, he asked his two questions already. So. <laughs> I want to ask my two questions. I'm just so, taking it all in, just listening, like you know. What other um, work are you um, working on? What other art are you working on? Any other projects? And 
do these projects tie into like you know any like social political moments that are happening right now? So the previous project I worked on, which was more of a performance piece slash photo series, was uh, was uh, had a similar premise, um, which is the little the patch that you see here. Um, mm. But the next project I want to work on is a little bit more introspective. Uh, but I, I've written the treatment for it. I've, I've kind of had it written somewhere in a diary in my computer for the last like a couple of years. But I haven't begun working on it because I want to finish this project. Mm. So I'm planning to get to 99 paintings. I'm at 66 right now. Okay. Um, I'm planning to exhibit them as a entire in their entirety in May or June. Still trying to work out the logistics of that, but. Um, I am going to be showing them uh, at, a, at a space in Lower East Side next That's year. Amazing. Really excited about that. But the next project I want to work on is um, uh, is is uh, like sculptural. So I want to start doing some sculptural stuff. Um, and uh, I did a series of uh, poetry reading a few years ago where I was reciting um, a very specific poem, which which kind of finds me in my life in in different periods. And I, res I did six different recordings of it under the influence of one, I was tripping on acid, and the other series I was, um, and the other series of videos I was I'd taken to um, uh, oxycontins. So it, it had like the opposite effect. And I, sh I exhibited them by like showing them in the gallery space all playing at the same time. So it was supposed to be like a four dimensional experience where you'd go and watch one video and then your attention would be drawn into the other one. So oh, wow. it was just to find the different emotional nuances of the, of the poem. I want to recreate that because I did it on a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the space that I showed it in wasn't kind of the ideal situation, but I, I found myself kind of getting drawn back to that. So I'd like to, I'd like to re-record that again next year. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun to make. That sounds amazing. It was a lot of fun to make. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Oxy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm. I, 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 one of the videos of that, I, it took me, it's a, it takes about two minutes to recite the poem and I learned it. It took me like 15 or 16 minutes. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. It's weird watching it back. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So um, you said that you still you still need like thirty like around thirty three more mm -hmm. paintings. Um, if people are interested in working with you, how do they contact you? www.thomasmars.com. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Hey, girls, you gonna you gonna donate? And Do, uh, what am I donate? What? Let's do that little cum shot. Oh, girl, you know. No, yeah. <laughs> and and also you can find me on Instagram at yes. tmars. Tmars. Yeah. Yes. That's easy. That's, also, like, that's amazing that like you were able to like get that handle. Like, I I downloaded Instagram in like nice the early days, like uh, 2010. Oh wow! So I'm coming out to my yeah. It was 2010. I think it was New Year's Eve. Oh shit! Damn. I don't know. But but I but I managed to download it when it was like in its infancy, and I didn't use it for so long, and then um, so I got lucky with that handle. That's lucky. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my gosh! Like. I, I just think it's so fascinating, like, cause you know, like, um, so was it two years ago? Was, was last year, like, you like, um, you exhibited some of your paintings, um, at, like for Impulse World Day, Day, yeah. World Day event, and it was just, it was just amazing to see all the different pieces like up, cause like I think it was like my first time really seeing like so many of the pieces like up in one space. Yeah, that was the first time I exhibited them uh, in public, um, and I was I was pretty nervous about it. I think that uh, talking about your own work is is challenging. I mean, I can talk about other people's work. I could write theses on, you know, whatever, right? But when it comes to my own, it 
I tend to be a little bit more introverted because mm-hmm. um, obviously you're, you, you don't want to um, say the wrong thing and then people get the wrong idea of it. Um, but there's a very specific purpose behind it. So I don't want to say like, oh, it's up to your interpretation. That's not really the point. But um, but I was like, girl, no. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> yeah, I, I find myself doing that sometimes. Mm. Um, but um, usually with straight people when they comment yeah. on it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, when I showed them for World AIDS Day uh, last year, and then we did what was it, it was National like Sexual Health Awareness Day. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, right. in yeah. February. Um, yes, 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 yes. And that was really great as well because I loved the way that it, they were exhibited because the space was designed to look like a New York City loft apartment, mm-hmm. and we exhibited uh, I think it was nine of them over the bed, mm-hmm. uh, and that looked really cool. So, uh, but I'm excited to show all of them in the one space, all 99 of them. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of work. That's amazing. Yeah. So, which number am I? Do you remember? I I could probably figure it out. <laughs> once I hit once I hit like maybe like thirty, that's when it all started kind of blending into one. But we can we just have to do some uh, digging back through the archives, and we'll we'll be able to find out which okay. number you are. But but each piece is anonymous, so it's not like when you go to the exhibit, you're gonna say. Oh, this is so and so's cum shot or whatever. That's not the point. I think because she, I think she, she, she wants to put that. I, I mean, you can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'll make the I'll make the exception for you. But oh, anyway, thank you. Uh, but each piece is anonymous. Uh, some people remember which ones theirs are. I remember a lot of them. Um, but um, but yeah, they're all just numbered like Sad Boy One, Sad Boy Two, whatever. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mine is my mine is obviously Sad Boy One because you know. Right, you're the first, yeah, right? First. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And for this process, like, I think you told me that you actually had to learn how to draw your own blood, right? Yes, I did. Wow. So when I was doing the previous work, I had a doctor teach me. Uh, well, he, he would do it for me. But, um, you know, he was in Bay Ridge. So I had to go all the way, get the train all the way to Bay Ridge and then take, take it home in a little cooler bag. And he had a limited access to supplies. And also, I, he didn't, and he shared with me that he didn't really agree with the the um, the concept because he was in the medical profession and he still thinks that the that blood regulations should exist. So the you know the wow. little little red flag went up in my head. I'm like, let me just like figure out how to do this myself. Yeah. And um and I I asked him if he could teach me, and he did. And uh, it's I mean I'm absolutely not advocating for anyone to do it. Uh, the, I'm certainly not the first artist to ever do this. There's a ton of artists who have who use their own blood. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I, I have only had to do it twice Oh. and okay. people worry about like, oh, it's like dangerous or it's painful or whatever. It was neither of those things. Uh, I think that because you know your own threshold, your pain threshold didn't hurt at all. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have any, I, I mean, I have more bruises when I go to the fucking doctor and they jab my arm for blood, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, and it's also a very, very small amount. So the amount of blood they take when they when you donate is about a pint, and I did like a tenth of that. Oh yeah. wow! I yeah. had no idea. I mean, if I had like a bunch of funding and you know all this kind of stuff, like yeah, I'd get someone to do it for me. But right. you know, when you're trying to figure things out for yourself, you gotta you gotta just you gotta just do it. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> so I mean, I know you just told about your your next project. Like, what what is your like? ideal like your dream like project that you like to do like if money was like no object like do you have an idea of what that would be yeah it's definitely the next one i want to do i want to create a series of sculptures of my like a bust like of my head oh um 
concrete um, and then I want to kind of destroy all of them, right, in the way that, like, you smash one in and leaves a big gaping hole in the head and then I want to turn it into a, um, into a planter and then grow, like, specific kind of uh, flowers or whatever out of it. And, you know, all of it goes back to, you know, childhood trauma and, like, shit like that. Um, but so that's definitely going to be more of an introspective thing. But I've ha had a vision in my head for a long time and uh, it's going to be pretty expensive to produce. So I'd ideally like to have funding for it or a grant or whatever. But I, I, I haven't really um, spent too much time researching that because I'm trying to fi focus on this one because I'll get too carried away if I do. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I wrote down the concept of that a few years ago and I still feel really strongly to it because sometimes you have ideas and then you've revisited it a couple of months later and you think that's terrible right 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 right. right. Uh, but this one it's stuck with me um so that's what i want to do that's great um yeah yeah because I, I know there's like obviously the idea of like idea debt right we're like mm -hmm. does idea debt yeah we're like you like hold on to an idea for so long you're like is this actually still me after this moment like i mean that's like i know i struggle with where it's mm -hmm. like, I, I think i want to do this but like does it really make sense so, i mean it's it's really cool to hear that you're like you know you still have this idea that you like really want to like go with and yeah talk about i have to i have to do it like any means necessary, yeah. I guess, with, with the exception of like murdering someone. Uh, yeah, can't have that. Nope, nope. nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No killeration in the dancery, honey. Okay. <laughs> wow. So okay, so your social T Mars at Instagram. So in Thomas and ThomasMars.com, if you want to get in touch with you, if they want to, you know, donate their spunk. do their thing, yeah. Or yeah. if they want to exhibit my work, reach oh, out to me. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's that too. That's there's great. that as well. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. I'm so excited. Like I, I, I think it's like it's such it's such a great idea. It's like as again as someone who's been denied giving blood and like being told that like hey you can't do this because you're gay. Like I think it's so great that you are doing this. And um, I, and I think you know the other artist was his name Jordan something or other. I forgot it was Jordan Eagle. Yes, that's yeah. the one. He also does like blood work too. So, like, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of his work. I've met him once. He's mm -hmm. lovely yeah, and yeah. um, he his concept is very very similar to mine. Mm -hmm. uh, very different executions. But uh, he's excellent. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, so you should check him out as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, just, I just, it's just, it's just so fascinating. Like something that's like so life giving, and mm -hmm. but like, yeah. you know, it has such a negative connotation. If you're gay. And also, like so many people who have participated have shared experiences how traumatic it was going to school and having the blood drive come and then getting turned away or having oh, to, like, lie about your sexuality. You know, so there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it mm. is. yeah. I mean, I remember like even the stories of like straight people, like you know, obviously they're allowed to go, and it's just like, but you. You do drugs, like I like. You shouldn't be giving blood, like that's right. not okay. Like, yeah, but yeah. I'm being denied because I suck dick one time, right? Like, yeah. Well, one time, <laughs> girl. I mean, one time yesterday. <laughs> I mean, well, you know. Anyway, thank you so much. I thank really you. Appreciate it. Um, we're gonna start our second hour in a moment, but stay tuned because I think we have a, a lot coming up. In a moment. Oh shit! Sorry, right, got really loud. My bad, guys. All right, we'll be right back in a moment. Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I was like, she don't came up. Look mm -hmm. at her. Getting look at God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm -hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You see what I did there. And I appreciate it. 
amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we listen to Curse of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh! do need to calm down. They're doing the most. All right. What is happening? Mm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, nah, this is my good Judy. This what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Time for the Messy Hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Hi. Oh, hi. Hello. Welcome back to hour two of... Queer state of mind. I think you forgot what the name of the show was. You know what? I know where <laughs> I am. It was just a hot second. <laughs> I know where I am. I was I was looking at the button. I couldn't figure out what I was doing. <laughs> she um, going to go, welcome to Dr. That's the Le- Dr. Lisa give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to um what's, what's that show called? Love Line. Oh, I used to love Love Line. Or, or Cheaters. Oh, that's not that's not No, Love Line was on the radio. Yeah, it was like uh, it was um, a doctor, what's his fucking name? I used to Dr. Li- Drew. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's on TV, yeah. And what was the one I used to be on radio with um, the radio lady oh. giving sex advice? Uh, uh, Dr. Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. Not Ruth. No, no, no. This is like, not Delilah. What's her name? I love Delilah. You know what I'm talking about? She came out like 11 o'clock at night. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't remember her name, but she was used to be so salacious in high school. I used to stay up till 11 Ooh. to listen to the radio show. And like, you know, when the girls used to call in too. So, you know. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I can't remember her name. Not Dr. Judy. It's, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I love Delilah. She still comes on like at 8 o'clock at night. And she's in the grocery store. She, and I'm like, ooh, Delilah. That's move pop. <laughs> so um, our next track is, it's a quote unquote throwback track as in, I mean, it's a throwback track, but it's also like the only secular song we're going to be playing for this hour. Um, so as, as a request, you know, like, one more Kylie song. This is the last Kylie song, you know, it's Breathe. I like for, that song. For Possible Princess, right? Not Possible Princess. Yeah. Yeah, Possible Princess, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, listen to Queer State on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back in a moment. Here's Kylie Minogue. Don't blame me just because I bored a needy. I need to taste it all Don't tell me Just because I am quiet I'm thinking Thinking about it Bullies in my mind. 
Yay. Hi. Hi. That's a very Kylie song. Once again, it's like. But also it's funny because it's also like super 90s, right? Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like, I was just about to say, it sounds like a song at the end of like uh, a teen slasher movie Mm. or a teen like comedy from the late 90s. Right. Yes, yes. I can totally see it playing at the end of like The Craft. Right. Or at the end of like, I know what you did last summer. Because no, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. This is basically the the music. That's it. Well, it's funny because like, so I have a playlist I made on Spotify. It's like basically all music from 95, 98. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of funny. Take a drink. We have a thing whenever we say like, well, we say 97, 98. But like. It's really not us. It's really when she does it. But, you know, I still want to take a sip. But um, yeah, like it's funny because like because you know as someone who likes you know music from like Japan and shit, like it's funny how like how much music sounds exactly the same in those countries, even mm-hmm. though there's like world of difference. But like mm-hmm. it's like oh, there's like actually like a global mm-hmm. movement in music in like the mid '90s. Like everyone's doing the exact same thing, yeah, you know, just different languages. So I think that's really that's yeah. great. Yeah. And also like the, the genres, there were genres, but they were distinctive. There was that like, too. It was like a little bit more of an intersection of genres back then. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they all like are distinct. Think at least ninety sounding. Yeah, exactly. Like sense. I mean, because like I was listening to like No Doubt again. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, I forgot how good this and album is. When you oh, so when you good. when nineties so R and B is literally a genre that that's very telling. Yeah, you know, and so. even like nineties like angsty female vocalists. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, honey, good old Alanis, yeah. Alanis, Fiona Apple. That was God my bless. time. Yeah. God bless him. Paula Cole. Paula oh, Cole. Paula Cole. Where have all the cowboys mm. gone? I don't know. Meredith Brooks. I'm a bitch. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Bitch. Oh yeah. And, and a little Shell Crow too. If it makes Shell, you happy, Shell she Crow. actually yeah. Meredith Brooks actually retweeted or liked, I think, something from the tilt. I think she was a part of like girl power anthems or something like that one. Of year. course, because bitches are bitches yeah. Are huge. Yeah. That was bitch. literally the era when I was uh I mean, I was like was that 96, 97, 98. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. That my freshman year of high school, that was just the big thing then. Not high school, a freshman year of college. I tried it. Uh Girl, was, you almost got away with it too. I almost did. I was preoccupied. Damn kids! <laughs> for the damn kids! No, I, I started college uh, twenty twenty three years ago. I would have started at Ohio wow. State. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah like, literally, like the, there's kids graduating from college that are younger. Like that's crazy. There's like, kids graduating from college now. Right. Like, you know that, like, that, that work when you were entering. That's, that's a good time, my, though. Just yeah, you're old, girl. No, but that was a good time. That's when you went hunting for your dick, girl. You had to go outside. <laughs> Back in my no, day. There was no apps, none of that mess, child. You wanted a piece of dick, bitch. You put on your gay door and you went outside the house and, right. and you searched, honey. Right, right. You went to the park at night. <laughs> I, I was a young girl, you know. I was approved until right. 98. Right. And then you went to the bathrooms and. No, bathrooms, no, no. no. You know, funny enough, I had met somebody from gay.com in room three. Oh. <laughs> So, okay, so do you know about gay.com? Like the old yeah, chat rooms? Yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah, like for those that are listening well, and don't know. there are two versions of gay.com. So when gay.com started, um, when the internet thing kind of finally broke, like 1998, I was a sophomore going to junior in college, and my friend, um, um, JJ, was the one that brought me to it. So, And when you were going to gay.com, you had to go, like it was, you should get so quiet, you had to go in different rooms. So there was like the Midwest room, but it was room one, two, or three. Mm. You really want to get in the first room. Yes. Not just the third room, because it just kicks you out and puts you in another room. So we used to go in the rooms and like, you had to like, someone had to like download a picture on a floppy disk, girl. Oh my God. If you want a picture from a piece of trade, it was a whole thing. Yeah, Send me a we, picture. Had, we had to have like find a scanner. Yeah. Like, that was expensive. You had to find now. a scanner and then you put it on your disk, your floppy disk or your, your, uh, your little mini disk and you go to the computer lab. And you use that because I had your Eudora email on it. 
this, that, this Dora. Wow. Yeah, I almost do Dora email. I mean, because I think so. My college, we use Mulberry or something like that. No, we use the Dora. I'll give. I'll have a disc for our email. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, because so. like, because I think the chat rooms back then, like for the get for the get com, it was like only like 150 people can get into like a room. Yeah. At time. Right. Right. So if you like mistimed it, if it was like a like you know really busy time, you'd be kicked out to a second room. You know, it's like wow. yeah. I mean, but honestly, it's funny enough. Like it was. <laughs> Maybe it's just it was easier for me to like hook up then than it is now because mentality is different too. It's just I love you love going out like the, the hunt of it all. It's fun. The hunt was fun. Fun, you know. It's just like, oh, is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Yep, she liked one of her tweets. Oh, good. Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks. Also, oh, isn't there a Lannis set musical? Yes. 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 Is yeah. it good? Oh yeah, Jack Little Pill. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, uh-huh. it's like everything about the kitchen sink and depression. Oh. It's just literally, it's just, it's it's like a drama on top of a drama on top of a drama on top of a drama. I mean, that was the album, right? <laughs> right. That was Jagged That was Bill. the album, yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of shit just thrown together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I really listened to that album recently and I was like, oh, this is really, this is a little too angsty for me. Oh, it's Jesus. very angsty. That's oh one of, that's, that album was so big mm-hmm. when it came out. The follow up was big too, right? The follow up was big too, but that yeah. album was, it was, in comparison, the yeah. follow up seemed like it wasn't big. It was. Right. Yeah, kind of like her bad. It was the yeah. two biggest albums in that time period, like the 95, 96, was uh, Alanis Morissette, Jack Little Pill, and the Fuji's score. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The score. Oh, this is the end. Yeah. And there were, there were two. There were, that's why I love the 90s. They were, they were both so, such a big album. Like, everyone bought the albums. Right. Like, it's like Alanis Morissette actually has sold in America on her one album more albums than, like, a lot of people combined wow. who are famous now. Yeah, because isn't it's like it's like the second best selling album by film artists, right? Or is it the first? Because like it's Whitney the Houston, second is number two. Because Whitney's number one, right? No, no, one. no. For the for the women, Shania Twain, come on over. Oh, right. Duh. That well, Shania but, Twain, and then but, but for debut albums, is it is it, did it oh Whitney debut Houston, albums is her and Whitney, yeah, for debut. But that wasn't Alanis's debut. No, she had true. a teen pop career. Oh yeah, yeah, in Canada, yeah. Well, in her American debut, quote unquote, American debut. You know, yeah. Well, in that case, Whitney's still like the number one. Yeah, case, I love that album. Love. You know, so yeah, good. yeah. You give good love. It's kind of like you know, considering like Katy Perry's debut album, like the one of the boys. Because I always forget about the Christian rock days. Yeah, oh, she had yeah. three albums before that, and that, that was considered her debut. Oh wow! So I, I always, I always thought that Teenage Dream was her sophomore album. I keep, or I keep forgetting that she had like the album before. I mean, it's I mean, like she people, became a pop star. Yeah, people think that controls Jenna Jackson's first album. Right, she had two albums. Her third what was it Dream Street. It was yep. Jenna Jackson Dream, and then it was Jenna Jackson Control. Yeah. Jenna Jackson Dream Street Control. Right. Yeah. So. That's so interesting. I mean, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like Katy Perry's real debut album was Teenage Dream. That's when she really solidified herself. No, because she had I, I Kissed the Girl, I Hot and Cold, and Waking Up in Vegas. Wait, that was a that good album? album. Yeah. No, no, that was well, before Teenage like, Dream. Okay, I got that song. I do like yeah, like one, one, of, one of the one boys. boys. One of the boys. She also had that song called "You're So Gay." So no, one one the boys were one the boys was. Really like mm-hmm. I was digging it. Like yeah. I like her. Me too. And the okay. It was kind of like, un, it, but it was unpolished in that sense. It you was know, unpolished. Teenage Dream was very polished because it was. But I think that's why her, yeah. that album was was kind of fun because it was unpolished. Yeah. And I sort of lost interest after that. Oh, you didn't like Teenage Dream? Sorry, Katy Perry. Like nothing against her personally. <laughs> oh, don't, I, don't like her. But, sorry to this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of lost interest. I didn't like the song. Um, I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad about no, Katy please, Perry. Please, please. No. You said what you guys trying to say something bad about everybody on here. You yeah, fine. I like. Okay, so I liked that album, one of the boys, because it was kind of, kind of. 
stupid. I don't know if that's the right word. It that's was just, right it was just it was like throwaway silly pop, right? Yeah. And I don't think that she took herself too seriously. Yeah. Um, it's like when she was trying to be silly, but also take herself seriously at the same time, where yeah. it just did not work. Yeah. And now she's become this like caricature, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Remember she like dressed up like as a hamburger, and J Lo walked by like girl. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> just it's kind of embarrassing. She's like the drunk auntie, you know. <laughs> she is like yeah, that because yeah. the thing about it is that she. You have to, you should think, when you're a pop artist in this generation, you have to be smart. You have to move around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what it is, is she, her fans were like teenagers. Mm. Yeah. And her fans remain teenagers. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, like, here's so, the thing. So she was, have to move. For, she if, was being compared, or Megan Trainer was being compared to Katy Perry in the sense of like, they're in the same lane. Oh, so that's not good. Uh, uh, first of all, Megan Trainer is not in Katy Perry's lane. No shade. Um, I, I don't do Katy Perry, but, but, but uh, you know, you know that's the yeah, what happened to her? Yeah. What happened to her? Is she Megan okay? She's around, I think. Should we check in with her? I know, right? Should we send a lifeline, <laughs> life alert? It's because yeah. shit. It, you have to move. You have to take. You have to move the audience, and you have to take a risk. Yeah. Uh, especially in today's pop world, as, yeah. in a, as a, a pop artist, you just can't stay the same. Uh, else, you, people are going to you know everybody's attention span is so short. Only mm-hmm. very few people have been allowed to like. Occupy the same lane, which is also an issue because people want you to stay in that same lane. Mm-hmm, and like yeah. Beyonce, like people wanted her to be just Beyonce. Right. Um, so she's like one of the very few people who've just been allowed to stay in that lane, but yeah. that also has, you know, not necessarily been as beneficial as like someone like Rihanna who can jump around. And, and that's why, like you said, like her music's better because she that's can, true. she's eclectic in her sounds, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and because of that. She's like one of the, she's literally the most influential vocalist of this generation. Mm. Everyone well, tries to sound like Rihanna. It's, it's also one of those things where Thanks, you have yeah. to understand that you have to know when you're good at something mm-hmm. and other people exactly. are not good at that. Well, that's yeah. why Britney, just, that's yeah. why Britney Spears is like, I guess she's still successful, right? Because she's she always is. successful. She, she's just, she's, just, she just kind of does the same thing and it's, you know. I actually think it's kind of changed. It, it's, it's the same thing, but I think it's changed from like her teen pop days. I think she did transition pretty well out of doing teen pop. Because she seemed like the type of artist who just would do that, be of that era, and then will just go away. Like, Paula Abdul was of an era, right? to be well, honest. Right. Well, I think Britney, like, aged with her fan base, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Just, like, because she still had the same basic exactly. white people who... Like her music, well, and, and you know, like, but people also kids coming up, they also still like Britney Spears as well. You know, yeah. like, what teenagers like, like Britney? Eight, I mean, like yeah. an eighteen year, like back, wow. that's surprising. Back in like two thousand ten, like during oh, yeah. like the Hold Against Me era, like yes, an eighteen year old yeah. white twink would like be Britney, listening to Britney Spears. Britney Spears has not. I I, do, I, I uh, disagree. She hasn't really aged in her sound or mm-hmm. matured. But what it is is. It's weird. It just reminds you of her time. Yeah, she she, right. she benefits from the fact that she reminds you when you were young. Right. And so it but doesn't what I'm bother like, you. From like yeah. in the zone on, like the sound has been the same. But I feel like from yeah. like the fourth album on, like it moved away from teen pop is what I'm saying. It was just, it's just dance pop. Well, she was moving away from teen pop, but she is pre- still presenting teen pop. Yeah, she yeah. found what worked for her. Yeah, yeah And yeah. then she sort of stuck with it. Yeah. yeah. And because I, And her music isn't terrible, People, but it's right. not It's not. But I don't think it's bubblegum. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's bubblegum. Yeah, I, I mean, just think it's dance music. She, she's not, she does, it's, not 15, it's not 15-year-old girl music. It's like, yeah. nine, it's like 21-year-old girl no, music. Exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. No, exactly. And that's why the Spice Girls, wouldn't, who were so huge, I don't think would ever have been able to, um, like, Grow beyond yeah. what they were. They did. Uh, yeah. They did. And, and they did. And they, they tried it with they, with with Holler and all that. But yeah. But, but I don't think exactly. it worked. And it's it's probably a good thing that it worked because they've 
keep kept their legacy intact. Exactly. Yeah. No, like, for sure. I would go see they Spice Girls in a minute. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And they became the top selling girl group with just those two albums. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Worldwide. They're, mm-hmm. they're the, the top selling girl group. Wow. That's and Backstreet Boys are the top selling boy band. Like, and they lasted a little bit longer than Spice Girls, but still, like, they're of an era. had that old man in there for a long time, honey. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. She was 50 when she started the group. That girl. Right. <laughs> but you mean, we were all still from Kevin, to be honest. I, I know who this I, I wouldn't, is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know any of the Backstreet Boys. One of us more than others. Really? Yeah. Nick, there's yeah. Kevin, there's to, Brian. What Howie, boy bands do you know? AJ? Uh, AJ, yep. Jesus. Boy bands, I probably Just, do. I, like, I know of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, but I don't, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I love I love a boy if, band and a girl group. I wouldn't know them if they walked right by me. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Sorry oh, to those men. Sorry. I don't know. I think that like when I was when that music was popular, I was not listening. I, I wasn't. I never listened. You to were listening to the girls. Yeah, yeah. Listening to the Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, you came up that during that time. And I wasn't even interested in Britney Spears until I wasn't even interested in Britney until she shaved her head. Yeah. Because I don't know, it was just such a such a rebellious. See, act. You know what? No, he looks at it as being like art, <laughs> like right, an art piece. Right, right. At that moment, that's what it was. Oh, this bitch went crazy. But blackout, blackout is. Oh, it's one of her best albums. It's, it is her best, her best, best album. album. It's yeah. so good. It it's still all sounds computer, fresh. but you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a computer. I mean, I think that she's been a computer for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it still is. it's a great album. Yeah, yeah. Just hit play, honey. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of play, I so I saw Cher this last week. Oh, you saw what? Yeah, MSG. Oh, randomly got tickets for like forty dollars. It was everything. Damn, she was great. I heard that. I heard she's been doing this since like nineteen sixty. Right. Whatever. It should be good by this time. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, it sounds like she just is having fun when she's performing, and that's important for someone. She is funny. She actually doesn't want to tour anymore per se, but she was not expecting to for her album album to be successful like that. Yeah. Like. It was thought it was going to be like, oh, a 70-year-old woman successful, but it was actually like of the day successful. <laughs> I mean, she, the same so she's like, damn me. it. Yeah, it was great. And like, she like, was, I just love the show because like, she like, would have this monologue where she would just remind people that she has, a, she has an Oscar. And I was like, you go, bitch. Like, you're like, by the way, I have an Oscar. <laughs> did she do any ABBA songs? She did three songs. No, she for did, acting, which is different. For acting. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she did for, she did for, for uh, Moonstruck. Yeah. I love well, that Well, I feel so sorry for getting clothes because I feel like that was, should have been her moment. Is that Fatal Attraction? Yeah, Fatal Attraction. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, it was she, a good category that year. Yeah, it was a good category. Um, so she did Fernando. Oh, I love she Fernando. She did... Um, Give me a man after midnight properly. No, she didn't do that. She did... Wow. Um, on the single? Fuck, what oh, did she do? SOS. Oh, my God. Okay, I love SOS. that song. And then she did... Oh, God, she did one more. She didn't take a chance on, take a chance on the album? Nah, no. Nah, but she's doing one. a second one. I, I think that I'm like the world's biggest ABBA fan. Mm-hmm. ABBA, I had an ABBA vinyl. It was the first ever Probably piece not. of music. Yeah, I, I am. But he's a vinyl boy. I have anytime I see an ABBA vinyl, I have to buy it. Yeah, I think he is because he's like, "Bitch, I will fight you right now." Here's the thing: <laughs> I'm the world's biggest ABBA fan. It's so funny because I actually want. I made my no. <laughs> so, this is how bad it is. Waterloo. That's what it was. My friend um, JJ and I, like, we were such big ABBA fans. We did a little ABBA trivia. Contest, Get ready to drink, girl. And we will call ourselves Blabber. <laughs> so black, That's brilliant. Black ABBA people. We had teachers Blabber. Like I'm deep cut. Like, y'all should, y'all actually like, I love like, a deep cut. I have, I have the, I have the, all the, all the, the full recorded thing. Like you know, like I love like Nina Pretty Ballerina. Oh, That's I love that me. song. That was on the album Bang that a, I had. Bang yeah. a Boomerang. Like all the tracks oh, that people don't know. Oh, Bang a Boomerang. That's a classic. You, yeah, you gotta listen to and it. And when I kiss the teacher, honey, goes in. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year's mm. Yeah, you know. Love a deep. The cut. Dance, I don't play that in a few yeah. weeks. The dance remake of That's Me. Yes. 
So, wait, but, what, what's but your take ultimate... Take a chance on me is her theme yeah. song, though. What's your ultimate ABBA song? My ultimate ABBA song? Yeah. Um, it's actually... <laughs> Head over heels. Like, Ooh, musically, or one that touches me? Um, well, let's go for musically and one that touches you, because I can do that as well, because I already okay. know my answer. Musically and one that touches me is One Man, One Woman. Yeah. Beat. Yep. One Man, One Woman is everything to me mm -hmm. in, in that in that fact. Um, another one I can always listen to is when all is said and done. Great song. Now, girl, with the, I'm told you, you know, with the, girl, one man, one woman is the ticket. I, I would say that I think one of oh, the ego. Shit, I forgot about ego. Eagle, yeah, Eagle's great. Eagle's one of one the of high Eagles. One. one of the I think one of the best songs of all time in terms of like breakup songs, yeah. and one that's just so powerful and so emotional is the winner takes it all. Oh yeah, of it's course. so heartbreaking and just like yeah. the oh. yeah. Uh, so that is the one that touches me. And then I think my favorite ABBA song, just because it's so much fun, is Lay All Your Love On Me. And they were both from yeah. the same album, Super yeah. Trooper, which is Oh, my, my father had an album with the circus and all of that. So, you know, what's so funny? I think yeah. Winter Takes It All is like the typical big breakup song. Yeah. But I think the greatest breakup song for them is Knowing You Knowing Me. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. That, yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that's that song. A break, yeah. Yeah. Those, those lyrics are um, yes. like they're painful. They paint for yeah. you. Know, yeah. listen now. Knowing yeah. me, knowing you, it's like the fact that we knew each other is the best I can give you right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bro, that song wow. gets you together. And like, and like when you listen to the, like walking through an empty house, tears in my eyes, yeah. I mean, that paints such a picture of like, because it's, it's you know, oh, all goodness. of their songs are about divorce, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except for Bang and Boomerang. Maybe it is. I don't know. Bang and Boomerang. Happy New Year. One yeah. of us. Uh, one of us is like, that That also was a song that, that touches me. Damn. The only song I don't like only Amazon I don't like, and for some reason I have tried my best the day before he came. I cannot get under the day yeah, before I he came. Yeah, I think that song is like, that was sort of towards the end, uh, and, and I think that it was sort of a song uh, kind of about nothing. Yeah. Like, that, Day Before You Came and Under Attack were kind of, you know, <gasps> I mean, it's good, but it's not, it's not as, you know, like, if ABBA are, like, up here, Under Attack is... That's forever go three. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, late 80s ABBA, like, 1985. That was their last last song, Under no, Attack, wow. last single, yeah. But the day before he came, it's just, like, it's one of the songs, like, without being messy, but being messy, that, like, somebody who lives in Bushwick that's rich now, that's a hipster, would enjoy. That's the only way I can describe the song. It just goes nowhere. I mean, it's, like, It's nice, nothing. But, it's, it's, it's for a bitch waiting for a train. Yeah, that is that song you sing when you're on the MTA track to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. It's just, it's just like you're like this. Like, oh, oh, and we can talk about ABBA all day. Yeah, so we'll, all do day. we'll do that offline. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Offline. Well, ABBA episode next week. <laughs> um, um, so we're gonna go to our music break, but just before we go, I want to talk about this. Um, Billy, uh, she says, was the Billy D. Williams came out as gender fluid, which is actually not the case. Because we want to talk about that. <laughs> well, Billy D. Williams did an interview in Esquire, and he talked about how um, he didn't really like subscribe to masculinity or femininity. He, he's in touch with both his masculine and feminine side. And somebody who uh, published this article, one of these young kids, that said Billy D. Williams. Wait, wait, wait! You don't know if the person's actually young. Serena Sonoma. Did you, actually, did you actually look up the the, the journal? No, no. I'm sorry. Not, it's not even to be messy about the journalist. That's, that's let, me say, let, me, let, me, let me ask them as one of these young kids and one of these uber liberals, the, the ones that are always for you but not really for you, uh, came out as, oh, I said Benjamin Jenner Fluid. And that was going all around the internet. So he's 83 years old. So I think he asked somebody around him once. People were like, what the hell is gender fluid? 
And someone told him that he said, oh, no, that's not what I was saying. He said, I was saying that more men like myself could benefit from being in touch with your feminine side. Mm. Just making sure you have a nice balance. Mm. Like as a person, you embrace, if you want to cry, you know, things that people might consider feminine, you embrace all of that. That's what he meant. Yeah. He said, I didn't say I want the girls. I just say I'm in touch with every aspect of myself as a person. Yeah. Which is, you know, people have to put a label on everything these days. And so that's kind of where that came in. Oh, interesting. What? Okay. Um, it's in my understanding, he's not against the girls. He's just saying yeah, that. He's just saying that I'm not, that's not what I said. That's not what he what said. said, yeah. Yeah, um, we can talk a little bit more about the author later. Um, oh. Yeah, so anyway. Do we need to? We'll just talk off fine. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah, so um, we're going to go to a music break. So it's Mark Chess's music. Um, it is... Bring me a man after Christmas by the by two times of fun, aka the weather girl. Yes, I know that song very much. So yes, love that song. Oh, Christmas tree by Lady Gaga, and then of course the classic "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by the great Mariah Carey, Queen of Christmas, Queen of Christmas, Queen of Xmas. Uh, if you listen to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn, we'll be right back in a moment. Days come 
put me on top. Let's fall la 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 la. Light me up, put me on top. Let's fall la 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 la. Ho ho ho. Under the mistletoe. Yes, everybody knows we will take off our clothes. Yes, if you want us to, we will. Light you up, put you on top. Let's fall la 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 la. Let's go. Light you up, put you on top. Let's fall la 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 la. Let's go. Ho ho ho. Under the mistletoe. Yes, everybody knows we will take off our clothes. Yes, if you want us to, we will.
Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Oh, yes. yes. Maria and friends, honey. Yes, hallelujah. Good times. Good times. Have yeah, that, was a, yeah, that was a good break. That was a good break. A good little holiday break of, you know, different, different music from different eras. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, since it's the end of year, you know, for users who have Spotify, they got their like their 2019 wrapped at other like obviously Apple had the Apple Replay, Google Play had Google Play. Yeah, Google Play is beat. I don't know. Oh, people... I know that, but then do they have like a like a retrospective? Of, like... I'm sure they do. I just don't know how to use. it. <laughs> well, there you go. No. All right, well, but I figured you we tried can, me. Can, yeah, I'm just gonna let you know, but I figure we can all go through like some of their top, like some of our most played music. Yeah, it was our top. Only like you know our top song and top singer for 2019, but also for the decade because you know we're entering okay, 2020 yeah. next year and uh, the Warring Tour 20s. Oh my God! It's gonna be, are we gonna be flappers, faggers, Is that <laughs> flaggers, flaggers? I like flaggers. Flagger like yeah. rap. Um, so I guess I can start. So my top song for 2019 was okay. So here's my issue, right? So I had this thing where. If I find a song I like, if I get into the mood, I'll go to the gym and just hear that song on repeat for an hour. And that's what got me together. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So my song was the K-pop song Fancy by Twice, the nine girl nine girl group. Yeah. Nine bit. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just yes, that's what it is. That's like two pussycat dolls. Literally. And they came to dance that well. <laughs> Deron's favorite girl group. <laughs> Who's my favorite girl group? They put scat dogs. No, it, it, I know, I know. <laughs> that's a joke, girl. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, my favorite, my top artist was of Japanese singer Abro Namie because like her stuff. If I was on Spotify and listening to like every single song like multiple times. How about y'all? What, what was your top song? So the, the I can. Uh, so for me, uh, my top artist mm-hmm. was Little Mix, and my uh, my top song was um, Ariana Grande's Imagine. You you were singing that song a lot, and followed by Tiana Taylor's WTP. That's still mm-hmm. in the top the top five. I mm-hmm. think it was in the top five last year too. Yeah, and then number three is um, Little Mixes Wasabi, and Little Mixes nice. is like throughout like the top one hundred, and that's mm-hmm. why they're like you know the number number one played artist. I think how much time did I spend listening to them? Oh. <laughs> I don't have a, a list, but according to Google Play, it said that I played the MacArthur Park Suite the most. <laughs> Donna Summer. So there you go. There you go. So there Donna you go. Summer was my artist. There you go. And that was a uh, that was a seventeen minute song. So right, damn. That's why you would go to the gym when I get puffed up. I just I start that. Yeah, start that makes that. sense. My top. I was kind of surprised by this. My top artist was Marina. Oh, I mean, her new album was really good. Formerly known as Marina and the Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my top song was Baby by Marina, featuring Louis Fonzo oh, and Clean baby. Bandit. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I was surprised how much I listened to it, but I guess I really love that song, and I love the album. It's um, a really good album. Yeah, good. and I think that because I listened to Marina, I then just started listening to a bunch of her old stuff and mm. got carried away, so that's why she's my number one. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah also, like I, I forgot I had a, a country mi- minute, and um, I Might Get You Good, my t- number five song, and Shania is my Shania number Twain? five Shania Twain, oh, wow. That's my song, Chris. I'm gonna get, get you, you it's a matter of time. time. Oh, I'm gonna get, get you, you don't, don't you worry about that. that. You yeah. can bet you sorry. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Um 
How about decade? Do you guys have your decade? So my artist of the decade, I think that's what I have, is Janet Jackson. <laughs> you don't say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mine is I'm really upset about this. It's a K-pop group because I was I like so their 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 music is generally trash I think, but they have like two songs I enjoy. But I listen to that one song like 500 times, and therefore they become my artist of the decade. There's a group called G Friend. Don't worry about it. Don't ever look. Oh, I heard of G Friend. They're cute. I mean, they're cute. But K-pop girl group. Mm -hmm. G Friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> uh, chief, yes. Um, I get it. Yeah, but um, it was funny. Like actually looking to the rest of the decade. Like so, I started Spotify twenty eleven. So like my 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 top artist was Whitney Houston twenty eleven. Then Solange, Donna Summer. Because Love Is in Control was my top song twenty thirteen, which makes sense. oh that song because we're gonna splash all the fucking time. Listen to it. <laughs> and then Lady Gaga, Janet was twenty fifteen, and then I just went to K pop. But then twenty eighteen. My top artist was Kylie, which I'm very happy about. Well, like, you can always listen to Kylie because that, um, first of all, that greatest has got us back here from um, Virginia. That's right. I didn't know there were like 40 songs. The There's right, like right, 50 songs on that greatest. It's amazing. Oh, that's my right. God. Listen to the entire thing. Listen to the entire thing, like, on the way back because we both love Kylie a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then also because Golden came out last year and I low key love it. So, I, yeah. it grew on me. After I saw her at Pride, it grew on me. I got to tell you, at the, at the uh, Bowery Ballroom, Usually when artists of her vintage perform their new hits, everyone in the crowd is like groaning. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd knew all of the words to the new songs. Really? And I, that's that album came alive. And that's kind of what's it must be what it, it is me. because I didn't I listened to it once a couple of times. I tried because I live for um what's Aphrodite and I live for uh, um Kiss what's, Me Once. Oh, really? I, oh I love Kiss Me Once. I love the song Kiss Me Once. I, oh it's, I know. it's a wedding song. I'm one of the few people that actually kiss me once from beginning to end. I, I listen to a Kylie album, like few artists know songs from them. I would actually listen to a whole Kylie Minogue album. Yeah. yeah. And know everything about it. So I think Kiss, I like me, kiss once me Once is like Kylie on autopilot. I can, yeah, I can and, and I think that like I mean I listened to that album and then I kind of forgot it and then Kylie sort of trashed it a few years ago. Oh she did? Yeah, she's I don't think that she's she's into it. Really? Um, that has sex exercise, it had I was gonna cancel, it has uh, It uh, has uh, um, a million miles with Sex and Love I, I, Sexy Love which I love. Um yeah. I, I was gonna cancel is my least favorite Kylie song. Really? <laughs> it, it started out as that for me, but then like one day I was drunk and I was like, oh, oh. like yeah. it has a little like beat to it. I, I like the album. I don't know. I, I really like oh, that it's, album. It's interesting trash. Aphrodite, nah. Oh, Aphrodite's everything. From beginning to end. Oh, yeah, from beginning to end. Easy. But give, give Golden another spin. Listen to the yeah, Golden Live album. Yeah. Okay. The Golden Live album is phenomenal. I can believe that because like when I saw her at Pride, I was like, like you know, Golden, I was like, oh, whatever. But then I saw her at Pride and I was like, oh. Okay. This is how it's supposed okay, to be. So it's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. And she's, so it's better live and, than it is in a... In and a and this is the okay. thing is that when she's performing it, she's having the time of her life. So it, it's you can tell that it's so authentic. Whereas when you see Madonna now, it's exhausting because she's exhausted. Yeah. She's exhausted trying to, you know, prove herself. And it's so yeah. fun because Kylie's one of the only artists, honestly, that I would actually buy her album and I would listen to every track in detail mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. Like she's one of those people that for me, Golden, I just I don't know. I think it just maybe I just need to see her do it. I didn't like dancing. I'm like, OK, because I was coming off like, you know, I was like, okay, she's gonna make another good pop album, and not so much that it was country. It was just it seemed just. I'm like, I, I, listen to Shelby Shelby sixty eight. Oh, That's so a great song. Okay, but I'm gonna go back and revisit. Yeah, revisit it. Yeah. But you know, I'm trying to collect. To repair. I'm trying to collect Kylie albums on vinyl. It's very difficult. Aphrodite's five hundred dollars on eBay. Shut the fuck up, really? For real, it's one of her biggest albums. Believe I mean, it or it's not, a great album. Five hundred dollars. Even Kiss Me Once is like one hundred and fifty. What? 
I know. Are you serious? Dead serious. Damn. You can't find it in any store here. The store in the West Village that sells them, he's like, good luck getting any Kylie album for under $100. Oh, yeah, yeah that would make sense. It would be more of a collector's item Jesus. here. Yeah. That's Even Danny Minogue. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone has any Kylie albums around, send them my way. Right, right. Jesus Christ. I know. 500 wow. bucks. Yeah. Wow. yeah, I've been trying to collect a little bit because I... Um, I almost bought on, on New Year's uh, um, Black Friday. I was I almost bought um, the Art Pop vinyl because I love the mm. way it looks. It's beautiful oh, yeah. vinyl. Because they took off the R. Kelly track, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I still have it. Like on vinyl, oh. it took on digitally. It's still on the oh. vinyl. That's a fucking good song. But I think they re-released the vinyl and it doesn't have the song. Oh, oh really? wow. They went yeah, that deep and it's that. already... Yeah. I, I was looking it up because I want to buy it as well. So right. I got yeah. trying to talk, you know, like, not only, like, talk the talk, but walk the walk, because I get it in that sense. The, yes. I do, uh, the Joanne the Joanne vinyl was beautiful. Yep. Oh, I want... Oh, yes. No, it's beautiful. It actually, Joanne, Joanne is actually Joanne my favorite. As, as, as a vinyl. Joanne is great. Really? And I, I hate when people say that Joanne is not a good album. It's a great well, album. It's, it's a great album. Because what they're looking for is they're looking for the dance and the bad romance of it all. Yeah. That's what they were looking they're looking for. They're looking for the fame monster. Yeah. Sense, yeah. And the thing about it is like tracks like John Wayne was like on fire on John Wayne. Yeah. And that's a great and I, I, I don't have any uh, it's John Wayne. Well as yeah. a person, but the song goes in. Mm-hmm. No, I but, get it. It's just, it's just like a representation of like that, you know, like that Western culture. So I get that in that sense. It's not really about him. It's not about him. Right. It's, yeah. a, it's like a John Wayne is in like the the uh yeah. the uh the caricature. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So no, I love, um, but I love vinyl because I'll buy all my opera albums for vinyl. So, Donna the- Summer has a great vinyl uh, live album on vinyl. Uh, I think yeah. it's called it's a, it's Live a- and More. Live and More. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. It's one of the best live is albums that, is ever. That heard. A, not the '99. Was that '99 when she did the Live and More? No, no. VH1. It wasn't the VH1. Yeah, yeah. Like Wait, can we yeah. talk about the fact that Donna Summer on VH1 Divas does a duet with Tina Arena for No yep. More Tears? Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, Tina Arena is my all-time favorite. Because artist. Barbara Streisand never performed a song with her. Oh, Tina Arena, America, honey. I was a young queen. 1995, Chains, bitch. Chains. I have a Tina Arena tattoo. What? Oh, you're, is that serious for you? It's that what? serious. She's my artist of the decade. Listen, I don't get the stats for that for Apple Music, but I guarantee you she's the artist of my of the decade. Well, you have wow. Apple Music? Tina, uh, ABBA and Tina Arena. Chains, yeah. What? Chains yeah. Tina Arena does a great cover of The Winner Takes It All. It's phenomenal. Really? She does. She does. She does, yeah. All right, I'm at the, at the down at my download. Yeah, but I but I I, I have a t- one Tina Arena tattoo. I probably could get more. I have never met anyone with a Tina Arena tattoo. Neither have I. I so mean, I'm like <laughs> you are definitely an artist. So like, like a Tina a Tina Arena. The yeah. knockoff still Andy. I know that was Laura Fabian. Sorry. I like him <laughs> because he's he's 28 and he loves music. He actually knows shit that precedes his time. So I mean, but, the fact but, that you got a Tina but, Arena tattoo, you you wouldn't you wouldn't. But Donna Summer <laughs> Tina Arena, like that version is just like. It's everything. Everything. I love that VH1 live album. That was great. It's Have a great you heard? Album. Oh, you haven't heard this. Donna Summer uh-huh. and Liza Minnelli what? sing "Does He Love You" by Reba McIntyre. Shut the Whoa. fuck up! What? Look it up. It exists. Wait. You didn't, why you want to get it? No, you don't know. <laughs> no. What? You don't hold out on girls and shit like this. Right. I just wait. What? Does he? Just do Donna Summer and Liza Minnelli. You can play. <laughs> Hold the fuck. Oh, we might oh have to close my out God. With that. 1996. Yep. 
Wait, should we play it? Play yeah, it. Yeah, we got time. All right, hold on, guys. We're going to play this real quick for y'all because this is... They it's like, it's like breaking news. Yeah, right. It's breaking news from 1996. 9798. Let's see. Hold on. It's loading. Oh, that's an ad. I don't want to hit this ad right now. We'll wait for the ad to finish. Oh, my God. I'm so fascinated by this. That's a dramatic ad. I know. I was just like, I don't know if that's how it starts. Okay, here we go, guys. Uh, we were listening to Quarter State of Mind, Free Book, and we'll be right back.
greatest singers. Yeah, so sorry, y'all. We I know that was we've just played that late in, uh, over there, but yeah, that's Liza Minnelli and Donald Summer doing the Reuben McIntyre. Mm. Wow. That was magical. amazing. My sister right here just stole the mic from me like she was Patty and I was Diana Ross <laughs> when she grabbed oh. the damn mic. I mean, that means you, you look better than I do. Well, he doesn't to be fair, eyes. but you have more talent. So there you go. That's the nicest thing he ever said to me. Aww, yes. Aww. <laughs> Aww, Musically. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, that was. Well, let him give lovely. his email and stuff one more oh, yeah, time. Yeah, give so us your go. website and your Instagram. My website. Mm-hmm. www.thomasmars.com mm-hmm. and my wait you wanted my email no you can look me up on Instagram um, my Instagram is at tmars t-m-a-r-s yes yeah. and we can't wait yeah let's know when you are exhibiting in the Lower East Side people be sure to let everyone know yes yes I can't wait um, I know we're almost out of time I just want, I do want to add one little thing that we want to talk about um, yes we have time yeah minutes. so starting January is it January 14th all of Aaliyah's music will be available on streaming services. Your love is a, a million. Can I get some <laughs> it goes on and on and on. You give me a really group feeling. All the day. Yeah, thank you. There yeah, you that's go. what I was, I was not expecting yeah. Aaliyah in that. Yeah. She's range. not on streaming already? No, she also no, only her no. first. Just back and forth. Just yeah, yeah the first well, 18 number to number. Why why? Because her uncle The whole album? Because <laughs> who? Her uncle like owns the rights and he oh. put it on streaming. And oh. I think he finally realized that he's not making money because people yeah. don't buy albums anymore. Don't buy CDs. Yeah, so it's like you need to put it on streaming and she's been dead for almost ten years. That, she's been 20, dead 20, for 20, nineteen years. years. Almost twenty years. Since two thousand one. My bad. Two weeks before September eleventh, she passed away. Wait, really? Yeah. Damn, it's been that long. Almost 20 years. So, yeah. So, she's going to be on streaming. So, you can get her editor and get your streaming services. So, super excited about that. Finally. Um, yeah. And also, apparently, also. It's on her birthday. It's on her birthday. Yeah. It's her birthday. Oh, okay. It's her yeah, birthday. I was yeah. just like, wait. <laughs> yeah. It's her birthday. Also, I didn't know she was a Capricorn. Good for her. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> she was going to cancel. But also, I mean, I know we're also getting out of time. Speaking of our um, Aaliyah. So, R. Kelly, there's like this whole thing that came out that R. Kelly bribed officials to change Aaliyah's ID so he can marry her from 15 to 18. I came out. Girl. Yeah, but it's That's not a surprise. I mean, he right? wrote... Like, we already knew he that, wrote right? He wrote Agent Nothing But a Number. Yeah. Like, he literally did everything yeah. under our nose. Like, so, the most know? funny thing, too, is like his lawyer's like, he didn't know that she was 15. I'm like, but you literally really? wrote a number for Who her. Is, oh, I want A-H. I don't know if that's what she said. L I Y A H. Is that what she said? L I Y. Yeah, she said her name. This is the A. This is the L I Y A H. Living up the same. Oh, okay. Personality, deep mentality. First of all, I, I mean, as okay. a girl, this is of your era. How right? do you I know this? Well, I just I don't because I, 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 I was I was I was big into this woman named Tivon Campbell. You know, so you know. <laughs> good old Tivon Campbell. Tivon Campbell, honey. Can she we was, talk for a minute, honey? We talk all day long. Right. Yes. Um, okay, well, thank you so much, everybody, for having a great show. Thank you for coming on, Tom. Thank you for having me. Yes, until next time, we'll see you all later. Say bye, everybody. Bye. 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 bye.